As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. What's up, Obscurians? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and I'm one of the hosts, and with me, he's taking back the night. It's... It's Yehel. How are you doing, Steve? I'm uh, doing great. I'm ready to take back the night. So let, let's take it back together once and for all. What do you say? Yeah, let's let's do that. It's been quite a challenge to get this podcast started today, but uh, but we certainly will not let it affect our uh, performance, will we, Stephen? <laughs> I mean, you know, nothing ever affects my performance in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Well. Yeah, ever since I started using uh, Nugenics, nothing affects my performance either, Steve. And uh, you're Eugenics, so. I'm a blue chew man. <laughs> we're uh, wrangling for sponsors here. Uh, what's up, John? Thanks for joining us. Um, hey, thanks a lot. I need to pull up the stream myself so I can keep up with the yes, chat. Yes, yes. Hey, I, you need to take some Eugenics, buddy. <laughs> get a, get on the up and are up. You, are you saying new? Are you saying Eugenics? Like, we, <laughs> oops. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about nugenics that uh, like horrible sorry, stupid a... supplement that's uh i don't know i've never used it it's some kind of like uh fake testosterone supplement right and i just want to say for the record that i've never used eugenics in any way shape or form anyway so steve <laughs> uh, so far on this podcast uh in one episode you learned what edging means <laughs> You're still uh that up. If you guys don't know what edging means, Google it. Just don't Google it from your work computer. It's not safe. Uh, <laughs> and now you've learned, uh, we, we've learned, I suppose, that you're into eugenics. I, so, I mean, I was just, it's history, you know? Uh, apparently a lot of the, uh, like the millionaires and robber barons who built this great country uh, were actually firm believers in eugenics, which is terrible, horrible, but it is uh, history. But, you know, we've learned about edging. We've learned about <laughs> eugenics. I want to learn who is Shadowhawk. Yes, yes. And, you know, this comic book, because uh, I do remember reading it uh, when it came out, uh, it edges the reader uh, uh, in reference to <laughs> Shadowhawk's true identity for quite a while, oh, from it, what I remember. It really does. I don't think they reveal, because, uh, like, the first run of Shadowhawk, as we are about to learn, is like it's like a collection of miniseries because like all right you've got your your first volume uh but it's all considered part of the first volume i guess because all right your first miniseries is just regular shadowhawk one through four and then you've got shadowhawk two one through four and that's when they reveal his identity and then i don't even remember yeah. what happens in shadowhawk three um but uh maybe someday we'll find out but uh, uh doesn't he eventually in the last one i thought it was revealed that he had hiv and doesn't he die from aids spoiler alert for a 20 year old comic yes oh sorry not uh, only that uh you hell it's also revealed that he is african-american so uh so right. yeah jim valentino was uh he was really uh 
hammering in the hot button issues uh, back in the 90s there. And uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Uh, just want you to know uh, if you're like, I don't know, some uh, Zoomer or something, that Disney didn't invent diversity. It was going along long before uh, the Black Panther movie came yeah. out. I mean, Steve, this podcast is pretty diverse. You're a white man. I am Puerto Rican and my mother is like half black. Right. So, you know. Yes, of course. Uh, and, so we're, uh, we're very diverse. Married and, to and a you... uh, Filipino, Filipina, or yes. you know what? Uh, they're trying. You know that whole uh, Latin X thing they're trying to like pass. Uh, you know because uh, I, you you would think I would know as a Hispanic man. I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't well, know. It's what okay if you with. don't, because I swear it's only like a West Coast thing. Well, the deal is, is that your language, you hell, has been deemed by white people in California to be uh, misogynistic. So instead of Latino or Latina, it's Latinx. And they've also tried to do the same thing to uh, the Filipino language, or Tagalog. It's uh, Philippinx, uh, not Filipina, not Filipina. You've never heard of any yeah. of this? No, I, I will. I mean, I've heard Latinx used before, mm -hmm. but I will say Latinx actually sounds kind of cool, at least. <laughs> it's, it's true, <laughs> especially if you add a few more X's on the end of there, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Hey, like, yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, uh, but, but uh, yeah. yeah, I would, I would. In fact, I would love to be referred to as Latin X. That sounds like I, that sounds awesome. I was like, I'm gonna go team up with Wolverine or something. <laughs> Latin X and Weapon X. Yeah, this is a this is actually one of the latest announcements coming out of San Diego Comic Con. Did you know what's going on this weekend? I do because a bunch of Star Trek stuff dropped yesterday, and I was quite aroused uh, well, uh, I emotionally. I haven't been aroused by anything that I've heard out of there so far. Um, but uh, yeah, we probably should have done a I don't know San Diego Comic Con episode, but instead we're here talking about Image Comics once again, and yep. as we said before, uh, Shadowhawk. I would say one of the lesser talked about uh, sort of characters in the, uh, in the yeah. image comics launch. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, I do remember, though, I mean, it being like reasonably popular, at least the, the sure. first uh, installment. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, from what I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you know, it was one of the, it was like released maybe like a year into Image's life or something mm, like that. Like well, it was a while after. Let's uh let's jump into the Obscuratron and uh, get into it. That way, I can have my notes up so I can answer some of these questions. Ready? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Listen to that excitement. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right. Wow. Man, the cover of Shadowhawk number one does not uh, translate to digital uh, very well. <laughs> no, it does not. That looks no, like it does not. fingerprints and dust. Uh, it actually just uh, tears at my heartstrings. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So for, the, for those that have never seen it, uh, you know, obviously in the 90s, comic book gimmick covers were like all the rage, oh, holograms, die so cuts, much. embossing. Mm. So anyways, this is uh, this cover in real life. It's silver. Uh, like all, you know, all the silvery stuff you see is like very bright silver mm -hmm. and it's also like embossed. So it's got like a 3d kind of feel to it. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and I think it was, um, it's really the only one of the image number ones that kicked off with a gimmick cover, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. There were, from what I remember, some that had variant covers. I think. Right. Um, when they launched, but outside of that, yeah, um, I, I don't remember. remember. Uh, Wildcats number two had a um, pretty cool like prism effect going on, um, or something yeah. or other. But uh, but so yeah, let's and, get into your memories of uh i think you've already sort of talked about a little bit of uh shadowhawk number one it sounds like you bought it uh what what happened uh i bought it i read it uh i don't remember exactly i i I must have liked it enough to because i kept reading it Mm -hmm. um and i at least stuck around until he died and i (laughs) And I feel like there was like, wasn't there like another Shadow Hawk? Like somebody else takes up the mantle yep. or something. That's exactly uh, what happens. Um, but uh, I will say, uh, going back and reading through it, I uh, I, I remembered it a little differently, uh, and, and which we'll discuss as we go through. Mm-hmm. But yeah. How, how about you, Steve? What what was your your torrid history with? <laughs> Well, not very torrid, but uh, I remember this is definitely one of the image number ones that I picked up and uh, read it uh, quite frequently. Thought it was, uh, I don't know, as a 13 or 12 or 13 year old, I thought it was pretty badass <laughs> at the time. And, but, Real edgy. But yeah, it was. Uh, and I mean, and I mean, and compared to the other sort of uh, image founding fathers, I would say he, uh, I mean, maybe aside from Todd McFarlane, he at least like tried to sort of give it some social commentary and make it a little bit different because like i mean if you look at the team books your young bloods and your wildcats and cyber force I mean, it's all pretty much the x-men and it's not uh right they, i mean aside from the art it doesn't really push the envelope in any any particular yeah direction. they weren't they weren't exactly reinventing the wheel with right. uh, in terms at least of the archetypes for the characters exactly but uh but here uh you get i mean which i don't think it would have been too i guess it was kind of surprising when it was like oh my gosh spawn is a black guy i'm not spawn Shadowhawk, but so is spawn i mean so was night thrasher and uh luke cage and i don't know i mean i guess it just maybe it just wasn't what you were expecting but then when he throws in the eight, when he sprinkles in the aids on top of it, it's like, uh, whoa, like nobody, nobody yeah. saw that coming. I mean, it's, I have yeah. to say, it's pretty gutsy to kill off your, your lead character because usually yeah. when, as we're seeing with, uh, sort of like the MCU, when someone else comes along and picks up the mantle, it doesn't really work out. Like everyone goes, oh, I miss the old guy. I want the old guy come to come back. Yeah, I want the old fictional guy. Right. Well, it's true though. <laughs> that, I, mean, that... I know it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. But uh, and and I've been like that too with some characters when there's been a replacement for them. I'm like, ooh, it's not the same. I mean, but like, what's really what's the difference? <laughs> well, I mean, with Shadowhawk, I would say you know it's probably like. Who cares? <laughs> but, but we'll uh, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, all right, let's. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and, the, and I do re- I do want to say though I do remember like him being revealed as because uh, again you don't you as the reader don't know who is Shadowhawk, mm-hmm. right? So it, like if you look at somebody like Spawn or somebody else that you mentioned, you know the whole time from the very beginning that they're black, and it's kind of interesting that people because people were surprised. I remember there was like an article in Wizard about it, right? Um. And it just, it does say a lot about like society in general that we have this expectation for the hero to be a white guy, mm-hmm. um, and and I don't know if that's really so much society or it's just like well most superheroes are white guys, you know. Yeah, I mean that's uh, how it was for the longest time. 
Uh, so yeah. Uh, sure, yeah. In the '90s, they were they were mixing things up uh, in a good yeah. way, and at least creating new characters. Like I'd say, the big right. difference between the diversity, quote unquote, of the '90s and the so-called diversity that's going on now, like in the uh, uh, you know so-called MCU and whatnot, is that back then they were making new characters left and right. I mean, whether they were good or not, like that's <laughs> that question remains yeah. to be same. Uh, to, or that question remains to be answered, but nowadays it's just like ah, uh, you know, let's uh, take the Captain America uniform and pass it on to you know someone else who's you know not Caucasian, which you know sometimes maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I mean, that's I guess up to the reader to decide. Yeah, um, but I personally I don't mind it. Uh, and again, you know, I may be biased because I'm I'm not a white guy, right? But uh, I don't mind it. Uh, you know, because I'd almost rather them do especially in the mcu i'd rather them almost like veer from the comics and do something different because if they're stories i've already read and seen i'd rather like see a new take on i definitely understand that but okay so i get the argument is is like uh oh they're just giving you know so-called minorities i hate even saying that word but like they're, instead of giving them new characters that are like you know Puerto Rican or Filipino or whatever, they're just taking the the leftovers and sort of recycling it. Like, what would you? Yeah, there's definitely some of that. Would you rather have like a Puerto Rican Captain America, or would you rather have like a completely different character who was who is Puerto Rican? Well, are, can we call him Puerto? Re I want Puerto Rican Captain America to be his actual name. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I can see both sides of it because, like, on the one hand, if it's an original new character, you know, you don't have any of the baggage associated with the exactly. other character, and you can hopefully do something new and unique with that character. However, you know, it's hard for new characters in comics to, like, take off. So there is, like, some value to having that name recognition of a Captain America or something see, like that. See, now you're so, thinking, like, a marketer. And that's the thing with Disney. It's like they, they slash Marvel, like, they want to have their diversity but they also want to make as much money as possible at the same well so, yeah i mean that's that's it's it's a, it's a corporation right you know? but i mean yeah i mean at the same time i'm sure there are plenty of uh, creator owned characters yeah. who are new who are people of or characters of color I mean, like but ultimately no matter which way they do it or a creator at disney or dc or whoever does it they're going to upset somebody. Sure. I mean, someone's oh, going to be course. upset you can about never it. Please and all the people all the time. There's, right? yeah. I, you know, I don't think that there's like a quote unquote correct way to do it per mm -hmm. se either. You know, I, I don't know. This is a conversation that we should probably not be having is what it is. Well, I, I, hey, I think it's pretty poignant, uh, even though, uh, you know, we're pretty much a comedy slash <laughs> retro podcast. But uh, but yeah, I guess we could uh, table it for now and go ahead and jump into Shadowhawk. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to be but, here. But hey, Internet, day. look, a civil discuss a civil discussion about this issue on the Internet. We, we did it, Steve. <laughs> well, I, I personally <laughs> think we deserve a Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. All right, so jumping into Shadowhawk number one here, uh, and uh, let's see, my notes, which are here somewhere. Okay, it, uh, the name of the story, or this particular issue, is called A Nightmare Walking, and it premiered August 1992, and uh, it was great doing the uh, sort of credits for this, because it was all pretty much done by... Uh, 
uh, Jim Valentino. He was he's the creator, writer, penciler, and inker of one um, Shadowhawk. And uh, yeah, I feel like he's sort of uh, not as discussed as much as the other creators. You know, one Rob Liefeld, who I've got a <laughs> sort of an update of just Rob Liefeld and his uh, craziness on the internet. I don't know, if, should I talk about it here or do you want to hear about oh, it? Oh, about how Rob Liefeld <laughs> knows of us? It doesn't have anything to do with us. It's just like sort of oh. him freaking out about something that happened on, well, since I'm already talking about it, I, I might as well just go into detail. Yeah, like, stop edging us, Steve. <laughs> all right, so like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but if I was as sort of popular and established and had as much money as Rob Liefeld, like, I really wouldn't care about people talking trash about me on social media. And, yeah. uh, but this guy, he posted on Twitter, he wanted it to be a comp, he meant to be complimentary about one Rob Liefeld, but he worded it wrong to where it sort of came off as an insult. And oh man, Rob was not happy. He, he tore that guy up and in the end, like made him edit it and like, it, like put it up and the guy like apologized profusely. Wow. And I mean, it, you know, if you're some dude who is like an up and comer and, you know, I'm sure you don't want people, you know, uh, damaging your career in any way, but you're Rob freaking Liefeld. Like yeah. people have already talked a whole bunch of trash and like, what difference is it going to make? You're still going to yeah. have your millions. And like, I just, yeah. Uh, yeah so <laughs> just, I don't know. He does, he does seem a bit touchy. Uh, by the way, Steve, you're very low in volume on the uh, stream uh, uh, compared to me. Oh, great. Um, all right. Okay. Hopefully how's that sounding? I'll tell you when it catches up, sir. Okay. But, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's kind of funny about, about Rob Liefeld. We, we can't go a week without talking. About yeah, well, <laughs> people are still talking about him in uh, this day and age. And speaking of Rob, did you know that he, uh, I mean, I guess he, he drew that Shadowhawk on the front of number one. He's uh, credited as making the, the cover, him and Jim Valentino. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um... It doesn't look like Rob Liefeld's <laughs> art. It doesn't. Like look... It doesn't have that. Well, it's hard to tell, right? Because it's like some. It's not. A, there's not a lot there, right? It's just his his helmet, right? And right, exactly. uh, it's embossed and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like, but yeah, I would not have pegged that as a Rob Liefeld drawing. Yeah, maybe he just inked it, but he never really does inking. I think it's the other way. I think Rob drew it, and then Jim Valentino inked it. But uh, just yeah, for a little uh, background on Jim Valentino. <laughs> Enough about Rob Liefeld. We're never mentioning him again. Uh, but, uh, okay, so Jim Valentino began his career in the 1970s, uh, basically as, like, an indie guy doing small press and autobiographical comics. And in the mid-1980s, his uh, book Normal Man uh, appeared as a backup story. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the indie book uh, Cerebus, the Aardvark. It's like this weird um, parody. It started out as a parody of Conan the Barbarian and then just sort of, like, went on for years and years and years. Uh, but, uh, anyway, yeah, so he was doing that for a while. And then in the mid eighties, uh, he started working at Marvel comics. Um, and his most notable work is the guardians of the galaxy <laughs> and then also working on what if, so, you know, not a, not really a high profile guy, like the other guys who all worked on X-Men and Spider-Man and stuff right. like that. But I mean, I would say his, his art 
um, is workmanlike. It's like uh, it's really good, um, but not really like uh, you know, in your. It's not flashy like the other you know typical image guys. At, at least you know the, the the first crop of image guys. Exactly, you're absolutely right. And and yeah, and then he left Marvel in 1992 with all the other image guys to found uh, Image Comics, and the name of his uh, imprint. Uh, is a uh, shadow line. Um, so, uh, so yeah, as I said, uh, he and Rob did the cover. Um, the uh, letterer was uh, Diane Valentino, who is uh, his wife and obviously published by uh, Image Comics. And <laughs> here's a pop quiz for you, Hot Shot. Uh, do you know Shadow Hawk's uh, first appearance? No. Young Blood number two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he like on a TV screen or something? No, he. Uh, uh, you know how <laughs> newspaper. Something you know like how that? Young Blood is a flip book for some reason. Like mm -hmm. on the, uh, I think it was on the away team side. Instead of having an away team story, it was Shadowhawk. A little, a uh, couple oh, of pages. Oh man, of I don't. I'm. Wow, I don't know why I don't remember that because I definitely had Young Blood number two, but I vaguely remember it. I vaguely remember. So it. good, I blocked it from memory. <laughs> All right, so uh, jumping into the comic book here. All right. Uh... So with the first page, Steve, of, uh, you know, when we actually get into the story here, mm -hmm. uh, man, so <laughs> it's a little weird. Uh, Jim Valentino, you know, obviously a white guy. Uh, and obviously... I think he's, I, I mean, just to sort of, I think he's actually like Sicilian or something. I mean, have you ever seen him? Right, right. Yeah. Well, I have seen it. Well, he's he's not black, right? Uh, I think we could agree on that. Yeah. Oh, and so he, you're gonna get into the uh, the street talk here at the yeah beginning. the street talk. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I am 100 percent sure he wasn't trying to like you know uh, I don't know push any kind of that weird stereotype or anything like that because obviously, you know, if the guy if, he, if he's making his hero you know a black guy, he's not exactly a guy that has an issue with the black community by right. any means. So right, I, I don't right. need to put it that way. However. It's a little weird. <laughs> like, so do you having... want to read it or should I? <laughs> I'll read it. So... All right. So let me set the stage here. Okay. It's nighttime in Soho. According to the caption boxes, one of the most dilapidated sections of the city. Take it away. Oh, yeah. there And there's some local hoods hanging out on the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Am yeah, I even so, allowed to uh... say that? <laughs> All right. So, okay. Steve. There's some... Scary-looking gang members sitting on the stairs. Take well, it away. I don't, know, I don't even know if I'd say they're scary-looking, because one of them's like kind of like chubby. Uh, <laughs> like a creep, Actually, like he looks like a fun guy. Thing. He looks like a fun guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess, so two of them look kind of scary when they do the close-up panels. Right, right. Uh, they, they look aggressive. Okay. The, the guy in the, with the backwards hat, ah. He's just, he's just there for having a good time. But, uh, yeah, so, again, like, it's just weird that Jim Valentino, like, he wrote it like, yo, mister... Well, first of all, the first guy with the dread says, yo, Holmes. Check, check it, it out. out. Yeah. Which, I don't, I think in 92, like, I was already, like, not... I think people were saying too much anyway, but... <laughs> then he's like, yo, mister... Not mister, misser, M-I-S-S-E-R, homeless man. Hold on up there. We wants to talk to you. We wants ta, T-A. <laughs> We wants to talk to you. So, and then when he says say maybe, he spells maybe M E B B E. <laughs> so, like, how is that even like say Meb? <laughs> Wouldn't that be pronounced Meb? <laughs> but I, maybe he meant maybe. Say maybe you didn't D I D N 
you didn't hear the brother none too good. Yeah. <laughs> and, so I'm uh, just like, is this what Jim Valentino thinks uh, people in the, in, you know, like the hood or whatever, like uh, like in low income areas, like talk like, I guess. I guess. But again, he's not like, <laughs> Jim Valentino's definitely not a racist guy or anything right. like that. It's just, it, 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 it's, it, you know, I'm sure he would have written something just as dumb sounding if he was trying to write like teenagers white teenagers trying to sound cool he just doesn't know how like cool people talk basically. right right well uh, i mean i hate the term cringe but i'm sure at the time nobody even batted an eye but looking at it here in 2022 it's a little cringy uh, it doesn't hold it doesn't hold up no 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 uh so anyway yeah uh the guy says say maybe you didn't near <laughs> i can't even say. hear the brother none too good and then we see that this uh, derelict that they were harassing, this guy in a, who looks like, <laughs> he's dressed like one of the, you know when the Ninja Turtles go in disguise, they wear their trench yes, coat and hats. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, and before I forget, you know what this uh, street slang set reminds me of? Mantis. What? Mantis. Remember yes, the gangsters yeah. of Mantis? Yeah. Honestly, I got Mantis vibes from Shadowhawk in general. Sure, yeah, 100%. All right, so we turn the page and uh the hat flies off and lo and behold it, wait is that wolverine no it's not it's one shadow hawk he's, he's not yellow or brown it's silver with infrared eyes um but again uh reading this as a 13 year old i d didn't think that his look was all that derivative but it is uh i just thought it was kind of cool a little bit yeah he punches the dude in the face uh and basically just proceeds to beat up all of the um or the the two uh hoodlums <laughs> and uh and then he goes to the fat guy again who was just there he's probably just there because you know he likes the drugs you hell he likes the drugs yeah, he doesn't yeah. really like the other guys he's just there to to do drugs with them and shadowhawk approaches him and he's like uh don't hurt me man please don't hurt me he couldn't say, oh yeah, he was so scared he couldn't say don't the right way. And then, what do we get? Uh, our hero, Shadowhawk. Uh, wait, is that the is that the same guy? No, no, it's not. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's kind of confusing. Like I, we don't really see him like do anything to the chubbier guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With, the, with the backwards hat. Mm -hmm. and, but like then in later panels, it's implied that he broke all their spines. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. So, okay, but, one of the other uh, thugs that he already beat up, he punches him. And, uh, again, if you can't see, Shadowhawk has, like, um, it's like a silver gauntlet with, like, spikes at the end of it. Basically, like, a spiked glove. Punches him in the face. Yeah. Blood spatters everywhere. Then he proceeds to break his spine. Um, and, like... I guess the thinking behind it is now like they can't go on the street and but then you've got like a lifetime in a wheelchair um that yeah <laughs> and stuck in the system being paid by you know taxpayers so i don't know if this is the right way to uh dispense street justice uh just my yeah it's really weird like and all they were trying to do, as far as we know, is maybe rob him. Right. Well, why would you ro rob a hobo, though? I mean, it was pretty clear that he was, you know, pretending to be a homeless person um, as a uh, <laughs> as a resident. He's, and he's, he's, he's literally, like, baiting people yes. in the streets to find people whose backs he feels should be broken. Yeah. 
<laughs> what a hero. Right, indeed. Uh, so uh, moving... Now, is, he, is he trying to, like, talk them out of their life of crime? Right. No. But, I mean, uh, hey, I mean, Spawn, he doesn't even cripple them. He just rips them up with chains, leaving them in a bloody heap. So, I... Spawn, I mean, Spawn, though, I can almost, like, be more understanding of it because at least, like... He's like possessed with demonic energy and mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe that makes you a little. Twi- maybe something <laughs> like like you know taking steroids or something makes you angry. You know? You're such but, you a. Know, maybe that's a little of control. You're such a spawn apologist, but. Uh... But but from what I remember, like, isn't Shadowhawk isn't part of the thing? His whole thing is that he's like, um, yeah, he wants to like carry out justice, but isn't he also like mad that he has HIV and that's also he's also kind of doing this stuff like. Well, I think the he's angry about that. Yeah, well, I think the idea is he wants to do as much good, quote unquote, good, like before he dies, basically. Uh, I think he wants to just hurt people eh, personally. It's possible. And in his mind, he's justifying it because oh, they're criminals, so it's okay if I cripple them. Right, right. Well, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> maybe Jim Elcito is racist. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, we're kidding. Don't come after us, a la Rob Liefeld on social media, yes. Jim. We're just messing yeah. around. Uh, so uh, cut to the police show up, and um, they basically say that, yeah, now all of the gang members are uh, are uh, cripple. Um, turn the page again, and we get uh, Shadowhawk doing the gargoyle pose, uh, looking at the crime scene. He's uh, it's It's actually pretty cool he's got uh blood spatter all over his silver armor although yeah. um like looking at the way like sort of the boot like rests on the um on the thing it, oh my god yes it's kind of weird <laughs> yeah um, i just noticed that yeah it's what is going on with the top of his foot yeah he needs to get that looked at he's got like a and another uh, but maybe it's the armor right another right, thing is that out. if like you know, I understand like armored shin guards, but like, are the boots? Are they also like silver metal? Like, uh, what's going Apparently. on there? Yeah. And also like, uh, so he's got like metal like on half his legs, mm-hmm. like 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 uh, vertically. Like, that's very weird. Yeah, I don't. Too. Maybe it's uh, supposed to protect the tendons in there, because like if you, I guess if you were to get shot on the outside, you know, it would just hit the meat. But I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm just yeah, spitballing. I mean, I mean he's protecting his balls too. Smart move. Uh, you don't see that enough in common. You gotta protect your balls. Uh, uh, this this segment sponsored by Eugenics. Wait, did I say it right this time? No, I did it wrong again. Eugenics. Eugenics and Blue Chew. Oh, oh my god. This is the wrong comic to be talking about Eugenics. Uh, Anyways, or... uh, anybody out there who's interested, I'm looking for a new co-host for Obscure now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't last a day out there in podcast world without me. Uh, I must not be interested in eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we get a. It's basically a one-page spread. Shadowhawk is crouched over a, a bat, Batman or gargoyle style on the uh, building, and we get the title of the story here: A Nightmare Walking. And also, uh, one thing I did enjoy. Um, while he was beating up all those guys, are the uh, I kind of like the caption boxes. It sort of brings you into the world a little bit more than if they weren't there. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think about those? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with them. Um, you know, especially since we don't like know who Shadowhawk is, we're mm. only gonna ever see him at least for a while as Shadowhawk. Right, you right. Know? So the only way to find out kind of like, what he's thinking is either this, like thought bubbles, so uh, and to kind of learn more about him. So yeah, I'm I'm totally good with that. I I think in Nightmare Walking, I guess he thought that sounded cool, but you know, I think a walking nightmare would be right. better. Yeah, I agree. But, I agree. But, but I, I get it. He's trying to like. You know, just make it sound a little different. You know, sure, and, uh, sure. It's probably easier to trademark nightmare walking than a walking. <laughs> I don't think he trademarked that, but anyway. Uh, all right, next page. Um, basically, you get more action shots of uh, uh, Shadowhawk uh, as the captions basically just sort of talk about what he's doing or thinking about. Um, there's a two-page spread. Let me. Uh, oh, it actually came out good for once. Um, he basically jumps, and it, they, they, he does a good job of showing you uh, Shadowhawk's different sort of weapons and skill set. Uh, it shows here he jumps and then fires this sort of like grappling harpoon um, that's on like his wrist-mounted grappling right. harpoon. And then a couple of cops are uh, talking, and basically the captain uh, reassigned the cop who's been like sort of following Shadowhawk like throughout the city over the months, uh, sends him up, up to, he sends him to Harlem to look up, uh, this guy who's, um, committing uh, arson basically, which just, uh, also happens to be the name of this guy here. <laughs> Turn the page right. and we see, uh, who is basically the main, uh, antagonist slash villain of the book, this guy in a, uh, almost like, a robot suit um, called uh, yeah. um, Arson. Uh, so you think uh, that's a pretty uh, cheesy looking uh, guy there? I he looks like a like a fucking cheese puff with guns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this looks like um, it's like this is something they would have designed in a cartoon because they knew they were going to make action figures of. Um, I think. Yeah, it looks it's, it's very toyetic. Yeah. Ooh, um, nice word there. Uh, so yeah, basically it's just showing uh, this guy Arson with his he uh, one. Wait a minute, Steve, Steve, Steve. What? Do you think this looks cool? This mm, suit? No, not really. Oh, okay. It looks cheesy, like like a cheese puff. Uh, like, like it looks like a cheese puff. Yeah. yeah, yeah so it's, it's basically, uh, brought to you by Cheetos is a Arson, and he's got yeah. not one but two massive flamethrowers. That man, this guy. Well, obviously he's pretty pretty jacked. He's so big, I don't even know how he could move in that suit. Uh, but yeah, he's got two massive flamethrowers, uh, and he's like holding them John Woo style, each in one gun or yeah. hand. And by the way, why do you need two? Yeah, it's true. Fire will just spread. You only yeah. need one, and then you can have a free hand. Right. Like, why? And, uh, and it's not really going to be twice as fast. The fire will just spread on its own, baby. Right. That's what it does. <laughs> they, you know, you need to tell Jim Valentine, get him on the horn, tell him how fire works. You know, someone has to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this is clearly a man who's never been burned alive. We need to uh, <laughs> educate him. And, you know, a great way to do that is with eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, but uh, anyway, so... I was actually on board with the writing up until this part. I you were going to say you were on board with you. No. <laughs> it's the word of the day, kids. Uh, I was on board with the writing um, up until this point because clearly Arson is monologuing mm -hmm. to no one. He's just talking to no one as he um, torches the building. I mean, I don't know. You could argue maybe he's just that insane. But still, like, I just... 
When characters talk to no one, I mean, it's not even thought balloons. It's actual dialogue balloons. It's just right. uh, pretty lame. It's very uh, old school and hacky. Um, but uh, for some okay, so he's, he's torching this apartment complex, and this little, uh, he sees a little dog, and for some reason, he's like, oh, I'm not going to hurt you, dog. I'm going to save you. Uh, and so you turn the next page, and that's exactly what he does. Meanwhile, the inhabitants of the apartment building are uh, down there sort of watching as their uh, apartment complex goes up in flames and they start talking about uh, the, the DA uh, or... Uh, By the way, again, more of this street dialogue. Right, uh, right, right. Well, you know, you, you, you get a brother, mm -hmm. you get uh, someone that's, that's just a pipe talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we get the weird spelling of maybe again, M-E-B-B-E. Mm -hmm. um, and I would, and, uh, I would say, yeah, this sorry, is... This is one of the reasons, I guess, and I don't know, uh, maybe it's a good thing or bad thing, while, why they, uh, you know, hi purposely hire, you know, people of color to write people of color so yeah, <laughs> so they don't get yeah. made fun of like we're doing right now. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's just like, I feel like this dialogue was, like, dated for 1992, yeah, some of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, when he's like, uh, you got... You got here just in time, my man. Yeah. Like basically, is like how I think Jim Valentino wants people to read this. Like, right, that's heads. like uh, you know black exploitation movies like from the seventies. That's how they talk. Okay, then. that's that exactly. That's what the dialogue reminds me of. Black exploitation yeah, yeah. movies, uh, and maybe maybe that's Jim's exposure to like you know what right. he thinks like black. I, I don't. Maybe yeah. Anyways. I'm, I'm gonna, it's going to sound like uh, we're much like with Rob Liefeld. It sounded like we were accusing him of being a terrible artist, even though we weren't <laughs> uh, trying to do that. It just kind of came off that way. We're, it's all right. Like Rob never, racist. Rob never listened to the podcast. It's okay. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this um, this guy Hojo, uh, which is a weird name for anyone, I'd say. Um, he's, they're they're just uh, chatting here, and this uh, guy here. I think this is Shadowhawk here, right? I can't even remember his name, but that's him, the, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think so. The guy that's uh, talking to Hojo. He says using the streets. Right. Window. He's like, look, I used to be a DA, and uh, yeah. So yeah, that's him right there. Spoiler alert. Um, and uh, we move doing nothing about arson. Yeah, just wa watching. <laughs> And now we have, um, we, it shows Arson here that he's actually a, um, a fireman. I can't remember if it says that he, he is one or if he just has the, um, the fireman uniform so he can escape um, and people won't see. I can't see. remember either, but, uh, and I know no one listening will actually know what we're referring to, Steve, mm -hmm. but in the panel here where he says, ah, the perfect disguise for a pyromaniac, when I read that, in my head I read it as Mike Labosca's voice. <laughs> Like him just going, ah, the perfect disguise. I could see that. I, you know, he really needs to start listening since we talk about him so much on here. I, I just saw him last night. I just hung out with him. And, uh, yeah, he was drunk and talking just like that. <laughs> nice. Classic Mike. Uh, so, yeah, they have a little debate here. Uh, Hojo and, um, and uh, Shadowhawk. I really should have gotten his name. But uh, I guess Hojo is kind of sort of like a rip-off artist selling empty VCR boxes to people. And how you could not uh, know that there's not a VCR box in a cardboard box, like, I would never know. But, um, but hey, that's the kind of crimes that Jim Valentino, I guess, uh, uh, 
came upon during his How research. How many MTVCR boxes does Hojo even have to like make this a viable <laughs> scam business? <laughs> right, right. And he just says, uh, you know, he's basically his thought is, oh, you know, they're, um, you know, the politicians are just as bad. So if I'm, you know, trying to, you know, make a little extra coin, what's the big deal? And then in the very last uh, panel, there's a TV with Shaft from Youngblood on there. You know, I we always enjoy a cameo to, to show the shared image universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, moving on. By the way, Paul. Paul is Shadowhawks for the Ah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so now we are at a different part of the city, uh, Washington Heights, and there's like a... Uh, old lady on the street um it's again it's hard to tell if she's supposed to be homeless or something and <laughs> i just noticed this she basically gets um a, attacked or sort of accosted this time by a uh, a white guy gang member and man i'll be darned if that's not the uh, sort of white supremacist haircut that everyone sort of associates like nowadays yeah he's definitely like a proud boy looking guy and he's got back in the 90s wow jim valentino was just ahead of his time yeah yeah um, he sure was so the lady is uh, none too happy about these guys dealing drugs so she actually takes a crack at you know proud boy guy here and he goes oh you're gonna die for that old woman and, uh, but before he can do anything, Shadowhawk leaps into action, and uh, he tells her to run, and uh, mm -hmm. proceeds to beat up uh, the gang members yet again. Um, dude pulls a gun on Shadowhawk, and then we get a one-page spread of the bullets doing nothing against Shadowhawk's awesome armor. Um, pretty, pretty good page, I would say. What do you think of it? Good page. Uh, the dialogue is kind of <laughs> dumb. The last one where he's like, once again, uh, speaking of his armor, uh, he, Shadowhawk, I guess, thinks to himself, and once again, you recognize the wisdom in choosing to wear yeah. it. Good job, Paul. I'm going to give you an extra pat on the back when you get yeah. home. I mean, good thing that they didn't shoot him in the many exposed parts right. of him, such as the most of his legs and yeah. arms, his neck. neck. Like half his face is fully <laughs> exposed. Right, right. Uh, I mean, I get that the chest is the biggest area, right? Mm -hmm. And like instinctively, I mean, I've never shot a man, but I would assume oh, you that haven't? instinctively you... No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, you would go for the chest because it's the biggest target to hit, right? right but, I mean, right. if they're like covered in this shit... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, true. All right, uh, moving on. Um, oh, uh, yeah. by the way, uh, can we talk about uh, the happy trail on uh, the the guy that Shadowhawk is holding, uh, leading to his pew? Oh God, what a weird oh, thing well, to well, notice. A, I mean, what a weird thing to include. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, it's just like when Rob Liefeld draws a guy's mouth, and it's like uh, you know, open, and there's a tongue and teeth. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, on each row. Yeah, I guess they they were really trying. Like, look how detailed we can be here at Image Comics. Like they at Marvel, they would never allow me to draw this happy trail. <laughs> <laughs> so edgy. Yeah, in indeed. Uh, so yeah, um, Shadowhawk makes short work of the guy with the gun. Drop kicks him right in the face with a walk. Oh, I really like the um, <laughs> the sound effects that they choose in a, in a lot of these. They're just, I don't know, they're fun. Yeah. And really cool coloring here on this cop in the next Oh, I thought that panel. too. Yeah, it's almost, uh, 
uh, synth wave back in the 90s yeah. almost. So for those that can't see it, the basically what Jim did, he drew the outline of the cop. There's like no real, there's not a lot of details on his face. You can still see where his eyes would be and that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. it's because there's police sirens flashing. He's colored like his skin, the left side of his, or his right side of his skin and hat and stuff is like red and the other is like blue and where shadows normally would be like underneath his eyebrows and stuff uh, around the eye, right? Like it's like the opposite color in red. So anyways, you kind of have to see it to appreciate it i mean if you really wanted something to compare it to remember the uh like the obama believe poster okay kind of like that yeah yeah yeah. similar similar so yeah shadowhawk is surrounded by cops and the caption boxes say that uh he can't fight the police um then we are uh transported to a um a newspaper or I can't I can't remember if it's a paper or a uh, you know station and this reporter is saying how she wants to cover basically Shadowhawk and her J. Jonah Jameson who's never really named her chief is basically like nah you can't do that sweet cheeks the mayor's office right. says you got to stay away and of course uh, she's none too happy about that uh, he threatens her career basically um, and so she leaves in a, in a huff. And uh, now we are transported yet again to like a uh, sort of penthouse uh, type setting or fancy office. There's a woman in a pants suit uh, look, looking out her like beautiful view. Kind of reminds me of that blue skinned woman as she was looking out on the city and cyber force. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, she's wearing like a she's wearing, like you said, like a pants suit, like a business suit. However, also lingerie at the same yeah. time <laughs> it says her pantsuit she doesn't have a shirt on or a blouse or anything underneath it so you just see like her bra is on underneath it and you know she, yeah hell she just wants to know that she's uh professional yet sexy you know she's business yeah, she's, but uh you know can can go when at any moment i wonder what, I wonder what diane uh valentino thought when she was penciling <laughs> this page. oh she just lettered it that i think yeah just lettered, oh, lettered it, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah sorry when she was lettering this page mm-hmm. uh, right he's a pencil but uh yeah and then she's got like her skirt has like a slit yep yeah. in it to revealing like garter pantyhose <laughs> that are like well i don't know i, I very Clearly, you were um, you're aroused by the, uh, the the page. It's okay. It's okay to be between the happy trail and this. <laughs> I need to see what's going on in any folder that Jim Valentino has labeled uh, house documents. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> who knew Shadowhawk <laughs> was such an erotic book? Like I'm looking at it in a whole different angle now. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, she's looking out. And she says, "Such a beautiful sight. Such a perfect world." A city burns, and I collect the indemnity. So basically what's going on here is uh, they're basically revealing that this woman is uh, paying. Uh, yeah, ar- like Arson actually shows up. They never show him. I guess it's a mystery who Arson is as well. And uh, it's so weird. He shows up, and she's like, uh, why are you here, more or less? And he's like, oh, I just wanted you to know I dropped a bomb off somewhere, even though you didn't ask for it. Bye! <laughs> Oh, it's a uh, kind of a weird sort of little uh, encounter, um, and she's not too happy about it. She thinks to herself, "You shall pay for this indiscretion, arson." Like I'm just trying to understand, like what is he like trying to show her that he's the boss, even though she paid him? Like, what did you take away from this page? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think like I think they just wanted to show that this lady is the one paying him to like have this stuff happen, mm-hmm. and. 
you know, kind of like clunky execution. It doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. for them to be there. I mean, I get that he's probably trying to show us some character development, too, that this arson guy, you know, is a little bit off kilter. Mm-hmm. And also that she is, you know, a very vindictive, evil person. Right. So I guess it succeeds in that regard. But, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty weird. And by the way, for those that may not know what uh, indemnity means or, like, what she means by and I collect the indemnity. So basically... That's like if you have just collecting some kind of insurance money, right? Basically, because these buildings, you know, catch on fire. Mm-hmm. So this is a terrible plan because if only buildings that she owns or has some kind of insurance policy against are like ones getting burned, and she's just collecting all this money from it, isn't this just going to lead the police to her? You think? At the very least, the insurance companies would figure out and be like, "Hey, we're going to stop paying." It, it was the hey. '90s, you hell. The police weren't that smart back then. <laughs> well, someone yeah. argued that. <laughs> Uh, so all right um, i mean i'll say that i like that it sort of adds you know an extra layer to the story it's just such a weird it's like hey i'm gonna show up i'm gonna kiss your hand say i dropped off a bomb somewhere and leave it's just uh just could have been handled a little bit differently (laughs) yeah and he's still wearing the fireman yeah right i know it's like i can imagine the assistant's like uh hello ma'am there's a fully garbed uh fireman here to see you is that did you call the fire department like what's going on i here? mean that's basically what happens her assistant says that there's a guy here dressed as a fireman right 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 it's like maybe it's like a stripogram or something <laughs> yeah maybe maybe that's what ricardo her her assistant uh, ah thought. there you go what up all right anyway moving ne- on next up so um basically shadowhawk now has to deal with the cops now you get to see what basically is it's sort of like Shadowhawk's symbol and it's also his batarang more or less he refers to it as like a, a shuriken but uh he throws it at a cop holding a gun and it disarms him and just magically returns to his hand luckily the caption box here says metal upon metal did you know that if you if metal strikes other metal it'll return to wherever it came from did you know yeah, that yeah yeah that's 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 how that element works yes <laughs> yeah all right so yeah there's really uh just uh, continue so shadowhawk backflips away from a cop who uh, shoots at him with a rifle he uh jumps through a glass window and uh, the cops send more cops after him, basically. Uh, moving on, um, like another cop sort of shows up a little late. And basically what they're doing is uh, creating suspicion that this blonde cop here could possibly be Shadowhawk. Although it doesn't really make right. much sense. Like you'd have to be super fast to get out of the Shadowhawk armor and everything to just show up and be like, right, oh, right. chief, well, what's going on? Um, and so yeah, uh, they're, doing, they're doing the old uh, Clark Kent showing up out of breath right. thing right after Superman saves the day. Kind of thing. Right, right. And um, uh, yeah, so then um, the lady from before, she gets a um, uh, another call. And this time it's from the reporter uh, whose name is Jamie, uh, who we saw earlier, who got kicked out. But <laughs> this is <laughs> this really is an erotic book. It gets so weird. <laughs> Right. So we turned the page, and basically the um, the reporter Jamie, uh, she basically um, sort of accuses uh, the lady. Uh, let's see, you're, she goes, uh, "No, I'm." Uh, let's see, she, she's basically there to question the lady, and basically she just sort of uh, pushes <laughs> pushes those questions aside, and uh, 
and says, how about a neck rub instead? <laughs> and yeah, then she starts yeah. massaging her neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our Max, the lady in the lingerie pantsuit, That's is her a seductress, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she just starts massaging her. We get this like shot of Jamie almost doing like an O face. And the way that this is... And there's, this is so weird because, like, then right underneath that panel is a box that says, you don't have to wait very long. Like, for what? An orgasm? Like, what are we talking about here? And the way this is, like, set up, it looks like Shadowhawk is watching. It does! Oh, my God. Like, okay. So, if we dig deep into Jim Valentino's psyche, like, all right, what he really wanted to make was some, like, erotic comic book about a guy who, like, watches <laughs> watches people or girls uh giving each other neck rubs that might lead to something else is uh are we getting that vibe i guess so and uh you know it's hard to see what his right hand is doing well i guess we can see okay his right hand is (laughs) are you uh, implying that shadowhawk was masturbating while watching the neck rub i'm just saying steve uh he doesn't seem to be a stamina man because you don't have to wait very long According to this oh wow i'm never gonna be able to look at shadowhawk the same after this podcast my goodness yeah, so yeah. uh turning the page uh, basically the book's over but there is a uh, pretty awesome two-page spread at the end of uh shadowhawk uh jumping i guess he's jumping to another building and uh yeah it's basically he's jumping a- to watch somebody else have sex yeah <laughs> right shadowhawk the peeping tom of new york is going yeah. to beat up uh, people of color and then go watch ladies yeah. give each other neck rubs that might lead to something yeah. else. The, the second <laughs> issue, I don't know if you remember, but it was called the masturbation walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, this is going to make for some pretty awesome TikToks, uh, if, I, <laughs> if I dare say. So yeah, that is the end of uh, the first issue of Shadowhawk, leaving everything on a uh, cliffhanger. You don't know who anyone is, but all you know is that uh, Jim Valentino might be a pervert. <laughs> and uh, it shows, I guess, uh, his first dra- Jim Valentino's first drawing of Shadowhawk at the uh, at the end there. Yeah. Uh, and then I remember in the yeah, it looks pretty. I I actually think Shadowhawk would have worked better as a black and white book. Um, I do this. too after seeing this, this yeah. picture, yeah. Um, and uh, that's it. So um, let's run the bumper and <laughs> figure out what we're going to do with Shadowhawk here. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. Steve, I, I do think we should mention that the very last page, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't know if comic books still doing letters or whatever but there's like uh anyways the last page is like just a bunch of text who is shadowhawk and basically it's jim valentino saying hey it's gonna be up to you to figure out like there's gonna be clues i always thought that was pretty cool actually yeah 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 yeah. and and there was like a contest where you could like send Mm -hmm. in thought uh it was although it's pretty funny how he's like there's not enough clues in this issue so do not deluge us with guesses (laughs) i love it because it's basically like uh do my work for me. I didn't bother to figure out who Shadowhawk was, so I'm gonna yeah. wait for you, the reader, to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was gonna mention that as well. So let's go back to the beginning of the cover. And uh, so are you ready to render your verdict? Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm ready. Do you, uh, Yehel Velasquez, 
spokesman for Nugenics <laughs> think that uh, Shadowhawk should be uh, remembered for all of human history or be tossed into the dollar bin of obscurity never to be heard from again. Oh, man, I'm torn. Um, this was not as good as I remember it being. Uh, there's not a lot of words also. Did you notice that? This is like a very quick read. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I just fine. I think most um, of the books are, and um, the image books are for the not, most part. Not the next one. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. A lot of, lot of, lot of words. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, man, uh, I, I think this is pretty. You know, I'm gonna say yes just because, for a '90s character, he is pretty unique. His backstory is unique. I yeah, the writing is like kind of cringy here and there. Um, but overall, from what I remember, like there is at least like I don't, the dialogue itself I don't remember, but the overall plot and story of trying to figure out who is Shadowhawk was pretty intriguing. Um, and like we said earlier, you know, you got the twist with him being an HIV infected guy, so and he gets killed or dies, blah 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 blah. So, what, what I say, keep it. What say you? Uh, I pretty much agree with most of what you said there. You're right. the The plotting is great. The story is good. Yeah, the dialogue is uh, a little dated, and I think, I think he might be the one of the more senior members of the founding. Yeah, uh, I do Image remember him being older looking than the other. Ones. Yeah, so maybe that's why the dialogue is the way it is. Um, but that's uh, a good point. Yeah, but uh, other than that, uh, yeah, I mean, I just like man after reading all those team books, like this was actually kind of a breath of fresh air. Yeah, uh, fair. Yeah. yeah. Um and uh yeah. And again, Steve, uh if if you're gonna give young blood a pass. Right, yeah. I, keep young blood. I was hoping we were gonna sleep uh sweep that under the rug and maybe bring it back for the next one. But uh but yeah, you're you're right. And the writing it veers from like good and bad. Yeah, like I like the yeah. captions, but yeah, dialogue is eh. And then of course like the weird little encounters, but hey, at least it made for a, a fun episode and all yeah. the weird pseudo-erotic stuff going on underneath the surface. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we're, we're saving Shadowhawk. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. All right, so that is uh, Shadowhawk and another uh, Image Founding Father book in the books, uh, more or less. Um, only one more book to go. Are you excited to talk about Wetworks? Oh, I am wet. Uh, <laughs> uh, just thinking about it, Steve. Mm. I, uh, I, need, I, need, I need a ShamWow <laughs> boxer briefs to absorb how wet I am to discuss. Just topics. thinking about talking about wet works makes it so I no longer need Nugenics or Blue Chew. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm That's brought perfect, to the Steve. edge of, uh, of anticipation and who knows what else. And uh, <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry, Jim, are we arousing you? Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh and uh, that's our show, so we will see you uh, next Sunday as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next week.
You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now. Now.